Hello everyone, um, welcome to episode 5 of the Kicking Back Podcast. I am joined here today with the wonderful Ashley Garrett, who is a bass player, um, singer-songwriter, nice dude. You know, you're going to find out a lot about this guy, he's a, he's a cool dude, he's a cool, cool dude. And of course, the usual suspect at the back, Matthew Campbell. Hello. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting episode. Today, running people at the back, we've got Alex and George. Um, James can't be with us today, unfortunately. Um, not like he's dead or anything, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Good to know. Um, so, yeah, Ash, how are you, mate? I am swell. I am swell. You had a good day? It was a good day, yeah. I had a nice a nice eight hours and then an additional two hours, and now I'm here. So, for people that don't know, what, what, have, you been, what have you been doing with your day? You work? Well, I work in a nursing home and have done for the last seven months since June. Since June? And how, how, how's it been, man? It's been really great. Um, it's been really fulfilling and a really great way of keeping me occupied and doing something in a weird time. Obviously, we've all had a bit of a, an upset as musicians and, and other folk yeah. that we have to kind of re-evaluate what we're doing and how we can do it. Yeah. And I've been able to do that by just jumping into working in a nursing home and then writing songs about my feelings, which is really how you do it, isn't it? <laughs> perfect, man. It's a <laughs> perfect blend of jobs. It's, it's a wonderful thing, man. Um, yeah, major respect to you for doing that, man. Uh, that's not an easy job by oh. any means. Um, but of course, we have you here today because your band, That Quiet, that old quiet lighthouse. Correct, well done. I said it right. <laughs> you did. Uh, you just put some stuff out. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we just released our second single, which is called Juniper and Rye. It has taken uh, like maybe two years, um, but you know you can't rush perfection. Of course, uh, man. We're building up to, I think this is the first time I'll ever announce it. We're building up to an EP. Um, I haven't titled it yet, but it's coming out next month. Um, so this will be the last single from that. Um, it's all kind of pre 2020 music. So it's kind of like 2018, 2019, 2016, Ashley and co. So what, so when you say that, what's, what's, um, have you gone through a journey? Is there something different about you from now and two years ago? I mean, yeah, I would say so. Like I was still a little wee lad running my way through music college, trying to figure out how I wanted my hairstyle. Clearly, I've not got there yet. But <laughs> <laughs> That's welcome, man. Thank you. You're rocking it, bro. You're rocking it, bro. <laughs> lockdown hair. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be lockdown hair for the next five years, I think, yeah. until I go bald. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, you know, when, when I find I write music, it's capturing that moment of who I am and how I felt. And that I quite lighthouse is definitely like just catching me, trying to be a younger version of me, looking to a towards like an older version of me so mm. like when i look back mm. on on this ep and juniper and rye which i wrote in like second year of music college so i would have been 20 19 um my head was just in such a different space and like even playing that kind of music and and like looking at the release and seeing how people interact with it is super cool thinking like you're listening to me that doesn't exist anymore but has like a little cozy compartment on a beanbag in the back of my mind Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that description, man. <laughs> what was that? Cozy little bean bag in the back of my mind. Yeah, it's quite a few of them. That should be a lyric, and you should write that down, man. Oh, please but... don't steal my lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll write it down. So, on the EP, how many tracks can we expect? You can expect five tracks. Five. The perfect amount, I would say. I mean, a lot of people do four, but you've gone the extra mile. I, I think that's how you got to do it. Otherwise, you know, there's going to be a good half and a bad half. But this way. 
there is no halves. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no good half or bad half. That's great, man. Uh, so also with your stuff, you also do the uh, bass player in silver. I am. Um, how would you describe that band? Um, uh, could you go a little closer on the mic as well? Please? I certainly can. There we go. I can hear you now. I would describe that as a big old explosion of weirdness and Charlie's extra extravagance eccentricity. Um, that's yeah. how I would go. Extravagance eccentricity. Um, that's been a crazy journey as well. I've been with them for five and a half years now. Has it been going that long? Now? Yeah, yeah. First week of music college. First week. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Um, and I could probably go through all my old voice memos and hear what we were like in the first um, week. And if I ever get kicked out of Silvette, that's exactly how I'll blackmail them into getting me back. <laughs> but um, it's, been, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. Um, we've got two albums out now. Um, and we're building up the third, even in lockdown. Obviously, it's been super. We're trying to reformulate ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I think we've done a pretty good job. We've got a lot of material kind of stewing in this big beef stew or um, vegetarian stew, if that's more your cup of tea. <laughs> um, that's kind of waiting to come out. And I just can't wait to really, you know, get back into it and get back on stage and start channeling that, that version of me. Yeah, man. For people to I mean, see. You, you've got some seriously powerful mm. bass face <laughs> slash bass moves going on, man. Mm -hmm. um, oh. it's, it's, it's great to watch, man. I mean, I learned a lot from uh, watching guys like yourself, you know. The <laughs> RNCM bass face uh, tutorship. There's a lot in that. Out of interest, was that. Um, did you notice it before anyone else, or was it something that someone pointed out to you and you were like. Uh, like, where, where did the, the bass face originate from? It... Um, it actually originated from that first ever performance on Wednesday. So I don't, I don't know how many people who know me would believe this, but before I played for that exact day, um, and it was, uh, I can't, I'll remember the songs, like a Hot House Flowers tune and some Joss Stone. There we are, I remembered it. Nice. And um, before then, super shy, you know, the bassist who stands there and like yeah. disappears like a bean sprout in a, in a stew. Um, that was me but that one day I was just like I'm at a new music college and I don't know what to do um, so I'm just going to go for it and I just got on stage and I just kind of let out this weird version of me that had been waiting eight, nine, ten years and ever since then I've never gone back and my face just keeps contorting it's great man. Um, and it scares people but you know music's it's scary it's good to instill a bit of fear in live music man I think that's a very important thing oh, yeah. um I mean, I, you know, I filmed you guys Sorry, a few times and I've, I've got some... I, re I remember distinctly there was a, a particular shot of when I was editing one of your videos um, where I was just laughing my tits off, man. <laughs> and it was just, just a shot of you just like... <laughs> I just kept like playing it back. I was like, that's good. That's, that's, that's solid gold, man. <laughs> it's solid gold. I mean, I'm competing with Charlie and he has... There are some good stills that I have that are just again next level um he opens his mouth wide like like he a does. like a mamba he does you gotta be careful i think the thing with charlie as well he's helped by like the, the fantastic long hair as well oh he is because mm. it just means everything's accentuated exactly by a thousand it absolutely is when he flicks his hair back and grabs his hand it's it's quite um diva-ish. i think he's got a real diva inside him you've got to have that for the front from man man you've got to do that shit it's great. It's good yeah. stuff, man. Well, thank it's you. It's bloody wonderful stuff. Oh, well, thank you. Um, other 
bands that you're in. So you do, is it Ollie West? I am in Ollie West and the Wildflowers, which has been as equally long and as equally fulfilling a journey. Again, first week of music college. Um, that's a lot more like uh, piano-y, singer-songwriter-y, orchestral. Like I've been watching Ollie grow as a person, as a songwriter mm. through that whole process. Um, just kind of there helping the sound to, to be crafted and supporting him through personal musical stuff. Um, that has been quite like eye-opening. Not like still that was kind of the stuff I used to listen to. I heard a lot of Chili Peppers in it. Like right. a lot of like, yeah, I just want to play really loud, stupid bass lines. No offense, Flea, you're great. But um, you know, there was a level of just like over the topness to it. Um, whereas Ollie was a lot more like opening his heart in a yeah. way that I hadn't quite learned how to do yet. So I think I learned a lot of that kind of watching him. As a, I mean, I, I'm saying this as a bass player, and you know, I don't know how much that that means, but I think us bass players, you know, we have a lot, a lot to give, a lot there's, to say. There's a mm. lot of yeah. I think it's one. It's I mean, obviously, I'm going to say this as a bass player. <laughs> it's an underrated. It's an underrated instrument. Mm. I remember like pointing out to my mum for the first time. I've been to college for a few years. And I don't think she really understood like what the bass was, and I pointed that out to her. Um, when we listened to, I think we listened to like a CeeLo Green track. Oh, something. really? I was like, "That's the bass," and she's like, "Oh, right." <laughs> and you know, yeah. obviously, you take you take that yeah. out, and it's uh, there's nothing there, man. Yeah. It's the heart and the soul, and I will continue to say that to anyone. <laughs> it's the most important <laughs> instrument. It is, man. Yeah. It is. Tell you what, man. I actually heard some of your bass playing, and you won't know this, um, or maybe you will. Um, Scatter Child. Do you know you didn't? I heard some of your bass playing on Scatter Child oh, recently. Oh yes, yes. The guy was it Jay Plant? Jay Plant, yeah. Good stuff, man. Oh, thank you. Really good stuff. That yes. was a lot of fun to do, actually. That's wild music. It is. It it's, is. Yeah, for people, um, you should. There's, I think there's some stuff out on Spotify. You should yeah. check that. Out. You should check out all this stuff, man. Silver, Scatter Child, Ollie, Ollie. Ollie West and the Wildflowers. Ollie West and the Wildflowers. Yeah. And of course, your music. That old quiet lighthouse. My mum still can't remember the name of the band, but I'm getting there. It's <laughs> <laughs> taken time, but it's, it's good, man. Exactly. So I'd like to pick your brain a little bit about your songwriting process. Mm. And if you have a particular approach to, to things or if, if it's different for every track. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Absolutely. I am a words man. I write words um, when I'm bored. That's kind of where a lot of it has come from, I would say. Uh, be it like just walking along a road or like sitting in my room, whatever, processing things I'm thinking or going through, abstract concepts or like uh, rhythms that I borrow from other songs a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, I'll have something that I look at and go, oh, I like, you know, the sound of this. I like the look of these words and I like the way it makes me feel like it's resonating something with me already. Mm. And that gives me all the motivation I need to start just playing music most of the time pick up a guitar and just play something until I kind of feel the Lego pieces kind of clocking together. Um, I should start with these analogies really. They are absolutely <laughs> garbage. That's great. I'm loving these little, little metaphors. Um, and that's kind of like how I learned to play guitar was learning to songwrite. So I was like, as much as I love bass guitar and I just don't have the right voice to like write on bass guitar, at least at the time, which mm. again was like first year of music college. Um, so I kind of learned how to play guitar that way by just trying to write stuff I could play as a bass player. So I have like bass player, guitar player technique, which <laughs> bass players may have figured out <laughs> and guitar <laughs> players might be laughing at. Um, but it, it's always a very, very like 
it needs to come from words. It needs to come from a concept. And if I don't have like words, I don't really know what I'm doing Mm. and I'll feel lost. And that can be really freeing as well. But that needs to be like seasoning in terms of how I write it. But it needs to come from like that solid. I really like lyrically what I'm talking about, even if it doesn't make any sense. It feels Mm -hmm. like there is nothing more um, unashamedly me than the words that I write. Therefore, the music will just be that. Yeah, man. From mm-hmm. from that point. So, so you started writing music when you came to college, then. Is that... Yeah, actually. So you'd never done anything before before that point. Not really, because I only really learned how to play an instrument when I was in year ten, and that was saxophone. And I was right. so bad at it. There's quite a few bass players who started on saxophone. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, it's a cool instrument. Bro. It's such a cool instrument, but I just don't have the personality for it. Or the on uh, yeah. apparently. But <laughs> I tried it. I was like, right. So the story of, of me learning music is I went to secondary school, as a lot of us did. And mine was like, you have to learn an art subject because we're an arts school. Uh, right. Thank you, Heathville, by the way. Big love. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do drama. And then they were like, you have to stay at weekends. And I was like, well, I've got, you know, I've got video games to play. I'm not, I'm not staying at school at the weekends. That's, that's, that's not cool. Um, art, I can't draw. Anyone who knows me, I can't draw. So I was like, well, I'm not doing that. And then there was dance and I just didn't have the confidence for dance or the feet. So yeah. it was like, well, it has to be music. So I was just like, I'm just learn the saxophone because that's cool. And Baker Street is cool. And <laughs> to, my, to my credit, I actually learned the, the Baker Street riff. And I was like, what more is there to do? Sax <laughs> no. uh, <sass> completed. <laughs> yeah, naive me thought that. Mm. Um, but I was actually terrible at it. So that made music a little difficult until I was listening to the radio. And I always used to listen to The Who in the, the car with my dad, uh, who really loved that kind of stuff. And my mum would always listen to uh, Orchard Radio, which is probably Heart now, which is probably something else. And that would have like uh, Paul Young on it all the time. So you'd always be hearing Pino Palladino. And in my brain, I was just like, that is so cool. Mm. Yes, Pino. And Christmas mm-hmm. came along and I was like, I want to be whoever this guy is. And I didn't figure out who he was until three years later. <laughs> and that's kind of how it happened. And I was just like, right, I'm just going to learn bass. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really learned guitar therefore, and I was just getting off playing bass because no one else played bass. I'm just like, I'm just going to keep playing bass, being in bands, yeah, getting gigs because people are like, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to play bass. Can you? <laughs> that is, you classic. know what? It's a classic bass player yeah. story, man. It's a it's tale like, as old as time. No one wants to play it. So it's like, it's the same with me, man. That's how I got into it. Was my, all my mates were learning guitar. I was like, oh, we're going to start a band. <laughs> Can you pick up a bass? I was like, yeah, <laughs> all right, give it a go. And the rest is history, man. Yeah. What a I, I actually bought um, a sax. Um, God, how many years ago now? We, when we were in third year of college, so how many yeah. four or five years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, cool, I'm going to learn this because it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> and we all lived together. Was it like six of us? The, the, no, it was second year, right? Because it was, was it I, was, year? I, know, I know well because I was next door. Uh, yeah. I had a paper thin walls, man. Oh, yeah. But it's an early <laughs> riser as well. So, it, you know, <laughs> it's like, here comes the scale practice. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still living with it. Yeah, I know. Well, like, it got better. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it got better. But then, like, I, basically, I, p- I pissed everyone off right. that much that I just, like, I just had to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't naturally gifted 
at it anyway. Right. Um, it was just like horrible, like squeaky, like. <laughs> no, but I, I think no matter how good you are, I think you have to go through that. You, absolutely, yeah. no absolutely. Matter, I think you, you just you have. To, there's like an acceptance of sucking at anything you start off. With, yeah. it? Like, well, I'm just gonna suck and <laughs> see what happens. From That's there. a brilliant way of wording it. That is the start of skills. It's like you have to accept that you're gonna suck. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I thought because I played um, uh, tuba for like eight years. Wow. So I kind of thought I had that, like, at least some mm. sort of embouchure. Yeah. So, like, obviously it's, like, a slightly different thing because you have to buy the read and, and all that. Sure. I thought I had it. Yeah. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. Yeah. Um, so I ended up selling it. To be fair, I bought it for, like, uh, 150 quid or something. So it wasn't the best. How much did you sell it for? <laughs> Are you a savvy buyer and seller? Yeah. You know what? I feel like it was another one of them where I got away with it, where I paid, I, I sold it for the same amount that I, nice. same with my, my, my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, you don't, sorry. Yeah, of course. You, so I bought um, a, couple, a few years ago, three years ago, I bought a 1994 Peugeot 306. Right. For £250. Okay. Absolute. I love that car. It mm. had some interesting quirks, <laughs> of course. Um, and then one day I went out and I got really, really drunk. Um, I think it was Indigo in Withington. You remember when they used to do those jam bags? Yeah. So, you know, you know what happens in those. <laughs> All too well. <laughs> so I got really drunk. Um, and the day afterwards, I was meant to go and do an, uh, get my car MOT'd. So I woke up the day after feeling... Not feeling great, Ash, I'm not going to be honest. Mm. Um, so I went down to the car park underneath the flat where I was living. I was like, right, let's, let's just get this done. And I'm going to hang out. I'm going to order pizza. I'm going to chill out for the day. Student dream. Yeah, man. It was beautiful. Went to get my keys out. Got my got my keys out. And my car key wasn't on my keys. Which is very odd. <laughs> I was like, okay. So somehow I haven't lost my bundle of keys, but I've lost just this one car key. So I'm, you know, looking around for everywhere for it. Called up uh, Indigo, you know, all this. Mm. Never found it. So I ended up leaving the car in this uh, underground car park under the flat for like a year. Um, and basically never used the car again. Um, and then I was like, right, I've got to get rid of it. I'm moving out of the flat, you know. So I went down, and it turns out over that whole time, I'd left the window open, and basically, so I pushed the window, go, oh yeah, because the window didn't work, so I could just push the window down, sure. of course. Yeah. Okay. So I opened the car, get the flashlight out, turn it on, and what do I see? The entire car is just like caked in like this green, slimy mould, the whole thing. Oh my God. Horrible. Mm. So I cleaned that bad boy up. You know, I spent like an hour, I got hands and knees, rubber gloves, you know, but cleaned it up, pushed it up the up the hill to get it up to there, called the scrap dude. Um, he gave me the, you know, he gave me a bit of a run around, you know, I was like, oh, you know, when they like look around the car and they're like, yeah, oh, here we go. Oh, <clears throat> that's not good. Yeah. Mm. Four wheels. That's so, an old model. Yeah. Yeah. All this, <laughs> all this. Man. So, so I was like, okay, I'm going to get like 20 quid or something for this. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, yeah, and then he offered me 250 quid for it. The, the same price that I'd paid for it. Oh, my God. Absolute bloody bargain, mate. <laughs> Get away with it. Jammy. Nice. That's my car story. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why we were talking about how that came about. It's, uh, 
instruments. No instruments. Instruments, instruments, cars. Instruments. Same thing. I, I also have a car story. It's kind of almost as interesting. One day, I went to college and I parked my car on the road and I came back in the evening and someone had crashed into it and pushed it like 12 meters up the curb. So I was coming back. I was like, oh, mate, I'll give you a lift. And I was like, where's my car? It was there. And it's like, oh, no, your car must be there. Well, it's the one with the smashed in back door and the glass missing. That can't be mine. I didn't leave it like that. I came back and I was like, oh, great. No, that is my car. Someone has done this. It, handbrake and some guy in a Mitsubishi had smashed into it like 50 miles an hour, pushed it 12 meters up the road. And mm. they had left their dad's taxi number underneath the wind the window wiper. And I was like, oh, well, sick. This is a great way to spend an evening. <laughs> um, did, it get, did it get sorted? It, it did indeed. But I had to speak to like, the people who live nearby and wait like hours and hours. Oh, mate. But that's my car story, which is I, I got my car crashed into. I had to buy another one. <laughs> uh, yeah, teach me all you know. There's nothing worse of a car crash where the, one of the cars is stationary. It's like, there's no excuse. And that. the other one never comes back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bloody hell, man. Um, Ash. Hi. If you were to describe that old quiet lighthouse to people that haven't heard it before, what would you describe it as? Wholesome, wordy, um peculiar uh if you've made it this far listening to me talk then you probably might like it maybe okay. yeah it's very much like listening to me talk but in a song <laughs> that's how, how i would describe it i think <clears throat> i was like looking for like you know like genre names or oh really but, but I, no, <laughs> oh I, my no, god i'm so sorry <laughs> no 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 Ash, that was that was great I, I, that was great man. <laughs> i love that Genre names are hard anyway. They, yeah, they are hard and they're not. Like, especially for a band like yours. So what, yeah. what are you going to call that stuff? Apparently, so Juniper and Rye, which released last week, check it out, um, is apparently alternative folk, which I'm oh, terrified of that anyone who is an actual folk artist like finding it and being like, because it has a violin in it, it's alternative folk. And I was mm. like, well, no, but also, yeah, you know. We had this conversation with Dan last week and he said the same thing. It's like, well, because my music's got violins and everyone wants to call it fun. <laughs> so, that's kind of fair enough. He's closer than I am, though. He's a lot closer than yeah, I am, I would yeah. say. Um, I don't know why, but I can never put my finger on it. Like, when I think of folk, I'm just thinking of, like, very box, boxy interpretation of folk, which is probably unfair to the entire genre. To be fair, it's a very, very broad, mm-hmm. you know, it covers a massive scope of It does, actually. Stuff. Yeah, man. So it's yeah, so. If you were going to say, is there any particular artist that you think that you sound like, or that you draw influence from for your music? Um, I would say the first Coldplay album is like a really big influence, and I specify the first Coldplay album because Coldplay are like two different bands um, for me, and like the first three albums, one band after that, kind of another, and I like both of them. Yeah, but um, very much like that early thousands uh singer songwritery stuff uh recently very influenced by big thief as a lot of people are mm-hmm. very very sick Good awesome show, awesome group um florist if you've ever heard them no what's, what sort of stuff's that it's like a little bit electronica but mostly like singer songwritery very like open-hearted uh it is like taking a bath in someone's childhood memories is how i would describe it 
Ash, you've got such a way with words, bro. <laughs> beautiful thing. Man. It's beautiful. Uh, that's, that's that's the thing. Like, I can't I can't use music terminology because I just feel like it just hits like a wall. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. So I just <laughs> I just say things like that. No, I like it, man. Um, like it. They're, they're they're wonderful. You should you should check them out. What are they called? Like florists. They're called florists. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the saddest thing, right? Um, I'm sure everyone who's been to uni understands that last minute we're going to do the assignment like the night before yeah. and completely underestimating how much time it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I had bought three tickets to go see them in Castle Hotel and it would have been amazing. 30 quid down, you know, mm. big splash at the time. Oh yeah, man. I was, you know, I would have spent that money on probably alcohol at the next pub soon night, which yeah. is impressive seeming as alcohol was like one pound 25. But, <laughs> you know, we all find a way, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when theory is the next day. Absolutely, man. But um, I was so, so, so excited about it. But I, I actually had to like, not go to that gig because i had to spend close to like nine hours recording me talking about how influential this music piece was in social network written by trent Reznor, the music score and like i loved it but i was just like i had to spend 20 minutes talking to a camera and i had i'd written my script and i was like this is 20 minutes five minutes in hit the bottom of the page i'm just like (laughs) i've got an hour before the deadline hits (laughs) I can't see this band. Just out of interest, what mark did you get for that particular? 85. Out of 100? Yeah, I did really well. Oh. <laughs> I did really well. Yeah. See, I, did, I didn't deserve it. But <laughs> apparently I, I can blag videos and talking. That's um, good, man. Or at least back then I could. I don't know who, who I even am at this point. But um, <laughs> Florist, good band. Missed the gig. I'm sad. I don't think they'll ever come back. Are they, where are they from? They're from America. They are from, I want to say Seattle, but I'm, I might be mm-hmm. wrong. I might be wrong. Um, but they're big influence. Uh, I was going to ask like about the, um, the wordy stuff. Like, is that more from reading in terms of influence or is that like, oh, it's like Big Thief as well? Or is um, that the local stuff? I would say I don't do an awful lot of, of reading at the moment. So I think it, it's kind of more from the way that I've I've grown up engaging with like creative writing and like my own voice and and finding interesting ways to word word things. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely like Pine Grove, big mm. big yeah, influence, man. and they in terms of like the way they get across lyrics, I, I just find it so mesmerizing. Mm. Um, they were like one of the big ones of I've always found lyric writing really really interesting and. Uh, whilst a band like Radiohead go for something really interesting but quite minimal in terms of the words that they use, a band like Pine Grove, you know, will go for really intriguing words that I find really, really interesting. Um, I just, yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any other other bands or like um, artistic sources that have influenced the way that I I use lyrics, but I think it's mm. mostly just from the way that I talk um, and like how much how much fun I find using words that I don't expect to like people don't mm. aren't used to or, or things that sound great like egregious like that's just so much fun to oh. say and it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like general grievous and I'm like I want to say more words like that without getting sued um <laughs> I mean, like when when you write lyrics like how how do you approach that kind of thing like because it's such uh, a difficult uh, thing I mean I, I don't write more than like sentences or like paragraphs you know um I don't know. I I more more sound is the way. I, I just realize certain sounds just are, are beautiful. Do you know what I mean? I, right. I love um, analyzing other people's lyrics and realizing how much of it 
Um, it, it's like, it's not like necessarily rhyming. It's just like matching sound in a certain way. You know, I mean? it's a kind of a different thing, I think. Mm. Um, so I, I tend to just do it. Like when we had Dan on, he was saying a similar thing. Like he's, um, he'll just sit there just like, kind of, uh, just like, <laughs> like looking for something that, right. that makes sense purely from that perspective, you know? So, and then trying to find words from there, I guess. And I don't know, it's a, it's a funny thing because it, it sounds like it ends up being like, it'll be about nothing. Yeah. But it's kind of like the the thing that I really enjoy is when the sounds give you all the meaning you need. So and, and more, even more than that, like the way it's sung is more important in, to a certain extent. So like you, you can tell someone's feeling by the way they're singing a particular vowel sound. Or, sure, or yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of the way I, I think about it. But I'm I'm so new to all this stuff, man. So I mean, that's a really I, interesting in like way of taking it. Three years from now, I'll probably say, "What? That, that's, that's about it. <laughs> well, when so. you're on my podcast, I'll go. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, you gonna start a podcast? Ash. Oh, we're all gonna start podcasts. It's the way to do it, man. It's it's it's, it's fun. I've been told to start podcasts. I've been told to start stand up. By like multiple people which i just think is the craziest thing in the world that's a brave so, move man i know I, I i'm not gonna say the time for stand-up is over it's not but if i had a chance to get into stand-up that that boat sailed back when i was in primary school you know what i mean well, like, never <laughs> say never man never say never I, I could do stand-up but it would be more like stand up then kind of sit down and get booed off the stage oh, no. um, see, see what I'm, that's, that's the quality of jokes we're talking about people please <laughs> don't, we, don't encourage me we really really need to get some like sound effects or something mm. on the show mom absolutely you can buy those little um plastic circles that just have loads of really basic samples you, you know? know what that's i'm gonna invest in one of them <laughs> i think you really should it'd be great i think it would add a lot of production quality yeah to our already very High quality. I mean, this mm. this this space is great. You need a USB, and the USB can just be like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm here for it. That's all you need. Man. That's all you need. Mm. So, Ash, um, in camera two, there, this one that's nearest you. I want you to tell people where they can find your music online. My music exists in a variety of places. It Go exists on, on YouTube. There's a music video and a song. It exists on Spotify. There are two songs. It exists on Apple Music. Um, it may well exist on Deezer. Uh, it might also potentially exist on SoundCloud, but I wouldn't recommend either of those. So <laughs> YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, and then you can find me. I'll be playing like extracts of songs that I'm writing that you may well never hear again on Instagram. And Facebook, I will sometimes post. And what, what name are they going to find you under? They're, you're all going to find me on That Old Quiet Lighthouse. Bam. There That's it is. That's what we wanted. That's the money. Right. Mm, 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 that mm. Old Quiet Lighthouse, boys. You know, just remember, there's a there's a lighthouse and it does not produce that much sound. And if you found an account that has like loads of windmills on it, that's the right one, man. That's the right that's one. That's me. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, so who else is in, in the band? then for that it's uh gabriel alexander yeah. it's james cook and it's louis campbell louis oh i met louis yes he's right. an actual folk artist he plays actual folk music oh right okay so that's why it's allowed to be called alternative folk because he's on it <laughs> he's the reason exactly so in terms of when you're doing the writing uh and you bring it to the band how much of an influence do the other members have on sort of the final thing or do you sort of flesh it all out and say here you go um it's somewhere between there like uh, there's a lot of flesh already on it 
that I kind of add and then I they, they kind of help translate it. With this EP, um, the production choices that James Cook has done whilst he's been um, mixing it and big props to him because I couldn't even mix like 30 seconds of a, of a sample track, let alone like an EP worth of, of stuff. And he's done a really cracking job. Um, that they've been really important, like mm. these production elements that have helped the song come together. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of outside of my my expertise. Whereas like I get what kind of sounds and how I kind of want to feel, which is why I think like me contributing to the structure is really quite important. Yeah. Um, so like I like the structure to come from me. Uh, I like the melody to come from me. I like ideas for guitar parts to come from me and like the bass line will just be me improvising something like over a few takes because i wanted to be the rawest version of what i just go to yeah to to let that be whatever it is but they really are quite important in streamlining my ideas and um adding that kind of spark that's yeah. really hard to get if you're trying to do everything on your own or at least for me so pretty pretty important, but a lot of it does come from me. So a lot of it's Ashley bedroom stuff, and then they're just like screws and just shiny there. sounds and stuff. The polishing, very important. They're wonderful people. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. So in terms of twenty twenty one, this fantastic year. I'm glad to be had. here. Yes, <laughs> I'm glad that we're all here and we're all okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your plan in terms of music? Have you got? Obviously, very uncertain times at the moment. Indeed. But do you have sort of a, a focus that you want to be doing for this year? Yeah, I, I do actually. I want the TQ album to be recorded this year and hopefully start, get that journey underway. Yeah. Kind of like June, July, August. Although I was throwing dates out last year for, for releases <laughs> and I've learned from that mistake. <laughs> um, definitely, I got so much material. When I was... Um, when lockdown hit in March, I moved back home for two months. And over that two months, I recorded like an album and a half worth of material. Oh, nice, man. And it's really kind of poignant for where I was at at that point. So I'm super excited about getting that out. Um, about like expressing it and, and getting it into this um, consumable piece of art and capitalism. Uh, so you know that's kind of my biggest excitement point although i have plans for another music video because the first one was so much fun to film um so i want another music video i want an album recorded uh sylvette stuff and ollie west and the wildflower stuff is all going to be carrying on trucking cool um have a tour hopefully that will go ahead in may if things are okay in may yeah we were uh I, th- I thought we were being pessimistic, but we weren't. <laughs> we were clearly being very optimistic. <laughs> that was like uh, how many months ago we planned that. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of like very kind of at the forefront ideas for what I want to do. Um, I'm sure Matt remembers this, but uh, we had a plan in March for um, a, a gig concept called Good Music, Good Company. And that really, really excited me about like getting all the artists that Manchester and, and surrounding cities have and getting them together in this really kind of wholesome, everyone's mm. here to kind of experience a really beautiful moment kind of thing. Yeah. That we were almost, we almost got mm. there. And obviously so close, man. the start of... It was like a matter of weeks, wasn't it? Literally, um, we were in that group chat yeah. and they're yeah. like, oh, we don't think we should do this. And I was well, like, oh. So what, were, were you two like spear, spearheading? Mm. How did this come no, about? We went to watch Stuart McCallum yeah that, that was a gig wasn't it and then it's, like, it's ash 
Hello, Ash. I was like, oh, it's Matt. It's that guy I keep seeing around who's great, but like, I only ever get to talk to him for half an hour when I've had like three pints. So that's that's a special kind of Ashley. And I'd had I'd had like eight. Oh, really? No, no. Matt doesn't even remember the. He doesn't know my name. He figured out because you said it. Yeah. No, sir. It was a very, very wholesome idea, wasn't it? It was, yeah. That was going to be me and Barney's first ever gig, which is hilarious because thinking about, like, we we would have had, like, two weeks to get all our music together. Yeah. And when I say all our music, I mean we had, like, six, like, half-written songs, like, totally half-baked. And, yeah. and it's like, obviously, it's, there's like, he's singing, he's not playing anything. So it was it was going to be a lot. On you. Of, of rambling baritone folk, yeah. basically. I was excited. I was, yeah. I was, because you, you sent me um, an idea, yeah. and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I was, I was so confused when I heard that back when I listened to that tune because I, I remember just being there. Like Barney was like in it, it was like not in the best of like it was just like a, a bit pissed off about what was going on. Sure. And he just came out with this song, and he pretty much just improvised it. Right. And I was like improvising the guitar part because I just had like one one chord progression. It doesn't really change off it. Um, and and I've recorded it and I like listened back to it a few days later. I was like, what the hell did Barney just summon? Like literally just like the sound of it, like an angel just pouring out of it. I was just so like, and but the thing is like no one like you've heard it. No one else has heard it. Like no one else is singing. Exactly. I think I sent it to like my my mum or dad, and they were like, oh cool, that's nice. <laughs> but, yeah, nice but I was like, listen, like, am I going mad or did Barney just like release the most angelic like heartfelt? Oh, it's insane, man. Wow. So, so I'm I'm really really looking forward to getting all that stuff just going again. With is, Barney, yeah. is that the future plan? Yeah. Yeah, for oh. sure. As soon as possible, and then we can get that gig booked Wonderful. in. Yeah. So that, that's that's a big big up uh, hopefully i can find somewhere that's interested in like hosting us and we can do something like mm. semi-regularly and so in terms of um the kind of music and stuff you're gonna put on for it what sort of was it gonna be like nice folky chill kind of vibe or that gig was yeah it was gonna mm. be quiet houses it was gonna be me it was gonna be matt and it was gonna be dan actually so um that's not like the be all and end all concept of it okay i think it's it at least from my end it was like a very i'm super up for this being kind of uh any any direction bar like impractical ones for for the venues we would choose yeah of course yeah um but i was super excited to kind Mm. of let it go wherever it wanted to go but it just so happens that like i think we're kind of in the circles of a lot of music that kind of starts stemming from comparable places sonically but also you know that everyone has their own personality within that yeah but, you know it wasn't like it was going to be loads of crazy like hard rock guitarists <laughs> as much as i i super super love that stuff mm. um i think it was probably going to start with that intimate stuff like i liked the wholesome i liked intimate and like those two words were in my head and i was like everything else can just be whatever it wants to be yeah um, and it was a super exciting concept and i'm gonna get back to it uh, when do you think we're going to be able to have live music again. Oh, that's um, a big question. Well, I, you know, the chip in my brain that Boris is sending messages to, yeah. uh, it stopped working a few months ago. Oh, the microchip. Yeah. 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 Um, shouldn't have had that vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's watching, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So I want to say, I mean, I have a tour in May, so I'm going to say May. Okay. Um, theoretically, cool. it could be May. Um, it might not be. It it depends on February. I know, it man. really depends mm. on February. I really hope that we get some sort of 
summer where we can at least have a little bit of what we had, mm. you know? Well, here's some Ashley optimism for you. Go on, Ash. Give um, it to us. I think we've had such an uh, important period of time in people's lives that people are super, super um, jonesing for art again. And I think yeah. mm. uh, while there isn't going to be a big explosion back to like everything, I think when as comparable a moment as that will be, will occur, I think there will be an element of the floodgates opening. And I think people will kind of reconsider their personal and social lives and actually start going out to things more. Yeah. Um, I think we've seen that in like people binging before lockdowns and people will just kind of hopefully healthily binge afterwards, you know, because of how much they t I took for granted in inverted commas. Like yeah. when you have something in your life, you're going to take it for granted in, in mm -hmm. some way. So I'm hopeful that like people will have have understood what hardship it's been for the hospitality industry, for the, for the you know arts industry, for a lot of industries and kind yeah. of just get back and really start enjoying it again, you know, the way they used to. Yeah, man. It's, it's weird. Like at the start of all this, I kind of thought, you know, everyone kind of got together, didn't they? And it was like, it was a bit of a, a bit of a camaraderie. Absolutely. A bit of a, yeah. a vibe, a mm -hmm. nice feeling even though we were going through some some shit you know yeah and that kind of i mean that was that sort of stuff i was sort of slides off you know as we sort of adjust to these things mm -hmm. um yeah i hope there's that kind of i hope it's given people time to have a bit of gain a bit of perspective and like you said like maybe just not take things for granted and sort of refresh their perspective and you know i i definitely feel like i've you know, re it's made me think about stuff. I like what I want to do and how to use my psychos. Life is unpredictable. Absolutely. You know? Life mm -hmm. is chaotic. Yeah. Um, in a bad way and in a good way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope that this year is going to be, I've got a feeling this year is going to be a good one. It might not start as a good one, but I think yeah. in a few months, things will start looking up. I'm more than happy to agree with that. I know, like, the moment the doors open, I'm going to be out there like watching a film every week like finding interesting new venues and yeah. going to live music more even if i mm. dislike it like that was my biggest thing with live music before mm. all of this mm. um was i loved to go see it but i didn't like going to see something that i found didn't touch me emotionally yeah mm -hmm. that'd be like oh man i don't like yeah I, I hate that you know i'm feeling like this when these guys are loving it and i'm just not connecting with it mm -hmm. you know i almost feel like i'm disrespecting them by yeah. not like headbanging or whatever um, but I think I think that'll be something I'll be able to like work my way around when I get back. You know, just mm -hmm. like I, I really want to see people passionate about what they're doing again. Yeah. Even mm -hmm. if I'm not like this is not a message that hits me. Most of the time as well, it's, it's I remember like Katie Chapman pointing this out to us. Like, if you listen to anything um like if you listen to it intense enough and enough times, usually you'll find something you like about it mm -hmm. with live music. So I, I kind of just going in just to appreciate live music because it's crazy, man. When you actually stand by and just listen to people create music together, that, that's kind of enough, isn't it? Like, mm -hmm. And the fact we've missed out on it for just months now, I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm really looking forward to just going and just being up for listening to anything as well, yeah. just seeing what happens. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, remember when we were, me and Matt, well, we were talking the other day about like how often you actually listen to music, like actually give it your full attention rather mm. than because i'm guilty of this all the time like listen to a track and be like oh that part's doing that and oh that they're doing that now and then you know sure rather sure. than actually just like taking it as a whole whole thing and just mm -hmm. being sitting with it and stuff and i feel like i definitely had that 
watching live bands and stuff, I kind of like put my own uh, judgment on them before actually even mm, yeah. giving it a chance. I was like, oh, well, this is this music. And I'm yeah. So easy to do. Yeah. yeah. Like when you spend so much time focusing on honing your craft, like how how can you not just see it in everything? Mm -hmm. so yeah. I'm like super fortunate that I don't have perfect pitch because I don't know how people turn that off. But you can, mm. have, as I'm sure you're describing, like you can figure out a way of like turning off that critical mindset and just being like, let's experience this as as art. Um, when I'm like when I'm going to and, and from work, it can be quite emotionally intense the experiences I have there. Yeah. So like the music I listen to before and after is super important. Sometimes I do find myself like driving back, listening to something, and it is just like it's emotionally getting me somewhere that I need to be, right. um, that I can't get within work. And music is obviously the best possible mm -hmm. channel for, for for me to do that. Um, so I'm glad that I don't have that like super critical thing that I do at live gigs. Like I'm so much worse at live gigs than I am listening to something on record. I, I don't know if like that's the same for you guys. Like are you yeah, more critical? I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. In the room. Yeah. I, I, what is that? I, I wonder if that's like also because you're listening with other people and you're listening with friends, you obviously you're going to try and find a common ground between mm. people. Do you mm. know what I mean? So yeah. if, you're, if you're with your mate and he's like, oh, it's a bit shit. And, I, and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think it's easy yeah. to be like sway, yeah. but obviously if, if you're on your own, you know, you've got a pair of headphones on, there's no one else to judge it apart from you. So yeah. it's, the, it's mm. always a more genuine yeah. thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's true. I've definitely been in that situation where, like, come out of a gig and I've been about to be like, that was freaking awesome. Everyone's like, that sucked. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, just gotta, you gotta stick to your guns, don't you? Yeah, that's, no. what, that's what taste is for. Uh, or vice versa, where you're about to say, that absolutely sucked. And everyone's like, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> 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 like, so it works with this. Uh, yeah. right, here's a question for you, Ash. Sure. What's the best gig that you've ever been to? Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, it is, it's a, it's a, t it's close, but it is uh, the front bottoms gig that I saw in London. Okay. Um, I don't know if either of you know. I feel like my yeah, I have heard it. Is it like kind of punky kind of stuff? It, it describes itself as like alternative folk punk. Yeah. Um, and I would say like, yeah, uh, yeah, but like <laughs> what you would think of very validly as alternative folk punk, it is not. Um. It's a lot more singer-songwriter than anything else within that collection of words, but those collection of words differentiate it from, like, Joni Mitchell. Um, and to be honest, they're probably one of my biggest songwriter influences that I just always conveniently forget. But when I was there, like, it's very clearly these really close group of people who are just playing songs straight from this guy's heart. Like, it's someone just expressing their, like, probably troubled teenagerhood. This really brilliantly articulate way of describing this period of time this area in america the culture like super super well and when i was in this room everyone knew every word to every song including myself like there was not a single song even if you know the guy's voice was going and it was um even if he decided halfway through to read a poem for like three minutes mm. that is the kind of thing that unless it's a really brilliant poem i'll be like eyebrows rage critical mind engage <laughs> um, and you know i think it hit it hurt the pace a bit critically but everyone was so so into it just the energy in the room everyone was like family in that moment mm. to the point where like i could turn to the person next to me and just talk to them yeah and when you have that moment in a gig like there is no for me there's no better thing yeah um, to the point where I had some random lady on my shoulders for about an hour 
and <laughs> so me, me and my mate were there and we both had like these girls on our shots like, oh this is sick you know this is part of the experience yeah um you know two songs go by girls gets off my mate's shoulders the other one's still on mine and i'm like well i'm not gonna say anything because i feel kind of shy being like I'm, my shoulders don't have any muscle at all. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I must, I must just, you know, I must soldier through for the experience of this person and, and for me. And it was probably about like six songs, seven songs in. <laughs> Eventually, yeah, I was man. like, "Do you, do you want to go somewhere?" It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave. So, you know, no, I didn't word it like that. But um, <laughs> can you get off? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I worded it like that. Um, but yeah, it has has to be that gig. The, the one that comes close mm. is the Chance the Rapper gig. Okay. That I saw at Wired Festival, or Wireless Festival, um, some description of, of cables. And it was wonderful, apart from the crowd, who were not good. Mm. They were very, so it's such a, like, a contrast. They were there just for the hits, and you could tell um, to the point where I started arguing with someone in the crowd over absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's a problem with festival crowds, because obviously if you go to a gig gig, like people are there generally for the band, but obviously festival is like... It's a free for all, man. Mm. Um, yeah. But also at the same time, like festivals can be amazing because of that. Then we you were just talking about like that energy. Um, you know, it's like times a thousand when everyone's like in the same moment. It can just be so powerful. Yeah. Um, that that's that that connectedness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, chance the rapper though. I've never actually listened. I've heard like maybe like one or two of his tracks, but I've never delved deep is there any mm. is there a particular album or anything that you'd recommend that i check out i would say um find acid rap which i think is his first mixtape how he describes it but there are some really really beautiful songs on there some of it's like kind of rappy stuff which isn't normally kind of down my down my alley but i really love like his his way of expressing himself and his kind of artistic vision mm. for it. so I would, I would say like start there and then if you want to hit coloring book it's a good idea um, I didn't connect so much with the next album, but there are some decent songs on it. Okay, so I, I would say go for Acid Rap. Probably on YouTube. Acid Rap. It's a, it's I'm gonna a, remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is another thing, great thing is uh, I get to watch all these back, and then every, all these like, little song recommendations and albums. So I write yeah. that down. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> I love what you, you want to hit like those song and album recommendations from like a person personal experience. Yeah, yeah, so I find, like, yeah. If I'm on YouTube and I'm like. Tell me the best ten songs to listen to in this particular environment. Yeah, and then they're like, listen to this, and I, my brain just goes, no, I'm not going to do that. That's, yeah. that doesn't feel authentic. I, I want to see someone's excitement. Exactly. So then I'm like, so, I'm now excited about this thing I've never experienced. Yeah, man. So that that's good. What's your best gig? You tell me. Mark, do you want to? Uh, yeah. So same. I uh, saw Bonavent in, in London, and uh, that was just amazing. The crowd was kind of annoying, so we were pretty far back, and it was really loud. So it was quite, that, I was like, why am I frustrated right now? I should just be enjoying it. Oh, but if I was just like a little bit closer, or it was just like a small venue or something, yeah. that would probably have been perfect. Um, I saw Martin Simpson at the Stoller Hall as well. And that was a bit of a game changer for me as well. He's, um, do you know Martin Simpson? He's I actually like, don't. He's, he's a guy, that about like, uh, probably like two years ago now, I started just desperately trying to rip him off, basically. Unashamed <laughs> 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 as well. Just yeah. like he's like master tuning, not master tuning, uh, master open tuning guy. You know, just like has all that stuff down. Ridiculous folk guitarist. So, um, yeah, I just started like transcribing loads of his tunes, trying to work out how he does it. You know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I saw him, and and then that just like reaffirmed that for me. I was like, 
Oh my lord, this oh. guy's good. It's um, great to have an accidental musical sensei. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, yeah. Learn everything from. Um, <laughs> yeah. If he ever finds out, he's gonna like <laughs> write, me, <laughs> write me a letter. Well, like. well, thankfully, you know, this isn't live or anything. Yeah, so I'll never know. Uh, <laughs> and then Mushigo as well was pretty good. That's oh, like a different vibe. That sounds like yeah. a lot of fun. That unbelievable live. When did you when did you watch Mushigo? I, I don't know, man. I got some serious concussion. <laughs> <laughs> did you get stuck into the, into yeah, the sweet Yeah, I'll say there was me, Matt Brown, who's a big boy. Oh, he's a big um, boy. John was there as well. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, between all of us, we were all getting stuck in. I can't remember who else went now. I, don't know. I feel like you were there. but <laughs> I, I, would, I would, Honestly, I would remember that yeah. if I was, if I was yeah. there. Yeah, it's just so good. Ridiculous. What about you? Um... One that first springs to mind is, um, have you heard of a band called Viagra Boys? Mm, no. Nope. They're a band from Stockholm. Um, and my good friend, Ben Lejeune, had bought tickets to watch him. I'd never heard of him before. And then he couldn't go, so he had two spare tickets. I was like, all right, me and my mate Steve, we'll go check it out um, at the you know, the castle near Blueprint yeah. Studios. Yeah, yeah. So a tiny venue. So you can only realistically get like 50 people in there, maybe. My goodness, one of the, just absolutely blew me away. Wow. From a like a band I've never heard before, just instantly like, you know, fucking had me from, from beat one. And it yeah. was just like the energy and the, the 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 way that they put stuff together, it's, it's hard to describe. It's just you're gonna have to check it out, man. The 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 first album. It's how would you describe it? It's kind of like mm. there's no words, man. Stoner rock, mm. kind of groovy, like like heavy, <laughs> slimy. Okay. But like awesome, like production ideas and like um, just really creative and really carefree. Really carefree. Like, really, the singer yeah. is a mate. Like so, he's basically like this. You know, Caucasian dude, sunglasses, covered in in tats, massive beer belly, um, shirtless for the gig, of course. Of course. Just swigging beer, just does okay. not give a single flying fuck. And <laughs> honestly, one of the coolest like gigs I've ever been to. I was, I was just like, this is awesome. Um, so that's one. It's a good start. It's a good start, man. It's a good one. Another one. Um, Gregory Porter at North mm. Jazz Festival. Um, just purely from a, a point of like just soothing my sweet, sweet soul. Mm. That man, whenever I'm like in, in you know, a troubled mood or anything, that guy can just bring me mm-hmm. straight Always like salted caramel. Oh, man. It just gives me a shiver thinking yeah. about him. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure there are others, but the, you know, nothing mm. springs to mind. Mm. Um, yeah, there's, I love small venues. Do you know what I mean? There's a, there's a different energy there than like doing a, a festival or whatever. Yeah, it's just kind of getting. I just want to get to a gig and get all dirty and sweaty, man. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Hopefully, sometime soon. Fingers crossed. Please, <laughs> please. Um, okay, I think we should have a, a wee little break. Sounds good. Mm. Um, so, people that have been watching us at home and people that are listening to us uh, in the future. Absolutely. On the podcast app. Hello, everyone. Hi. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We are here with the lovely Ashley Garrett and Matthew Campbell. Hello. 
Um, we are now going to have a, a little listen, and if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to be able to watch Ash perform a few tracks from his band, That Old Quiet Lighthouse. Anything to say to our audience before they watch you, Ash? Um, have fun. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the man. You better have. You better have a lot of fun. I demand it. <laughs> we demand <laughs> sweet fun. Um, yeah, so we'll be back in about 15 minutes or so, and we'll continue with some talk. Um, yeah, enjoy Ash's music, and we'll see you soon. Right. Goodbye. See you, bye. This is a song called Juniper and Rye, and I've just released it. Two, three, four... a long time take me back and let's begin all hearts no mind no sin it's easy to say let go somewhere you've never been when your true home is not your own you will find your hope within it's not easy to say but i'm losing sleep tired eyes are no surprise Restless thoughts, my my fortune is of a time, a clock only I can rewind A healthy dose of my happy place preserves a semblance of grace There is no better product to sell, but I guess that's just as well Nothing stronger than regret, no bitter pill like forgiveness It's not easy to say, but I'm losing sleep Heavy eyes are no surprise Restless thoughts, my bed sheets It's not easy to say But I just can't keep My mouth closed to better Savor perspective when nothing's really concrete. <laughs> And don't be sore in a past life, that's where they'll stay. And as we move into the unknown, we can learn to remember them in different ways. Or in a past life, that's where they'll stay. And 
as we move into the unknown as we move into the unknown memories of them oh memories of second tune it's called horoscope and it's off our upcoming ep uh this is my official announcement by the way uh i have an ep coming out <laughs> um it, it will be cool i think anyway this is called horoscope Coming to a river's gentle tide might seem alright But inside there is doubt that you can't put down To lack of insight resting in your essences A reason to exist The fades and swells according to your horoscopes and your precious Ya da da Ya da 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 Ya da da Ya da 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 Succumbing to a river's gentle tide might seem all right But inside there is doubt that you can't put down a lack of insight Resting in your essences A reason to exist That fades and swells According to your horoscopes And your precious The doubt I've let borrow All the energy once used for storing memories Oh, the energy Oh, the energy 
which he once used for storing memories. final tune and it requires D tuning down to a C. Tuner on. Protecting the landscape and embracing the day Let the rivers flow, let the birds sing May the fruit grow, joyful offspring What's a life to be born into? The beautiful people Once beautiful world Portrayed by the language They picked up at birth Let the rivers flow, let the birds sing A pointless thought, did you think they'd be stopping anytime soon? Don't kid yourself, you're as much a grain of sand Numerous and bland as you are the moon It's funny I spend more evenings feeding data into machine I'm learning more about me than I know I suppose I won't find sound asleep in the romantic exploits of other beings Even if their animated forms perfectly match my own They're clearly in love even if they're both actors, married or single What matters is attractive And I can believe anything I want Even if it's not my account I'm subscribed on I Hope one day I find that's love It's out there waiting for me In self-discovery, unfortunately 
not so. Are you kidding me? It's out there waiting for me in season 13. Switzerland than I ever have I've never won a game of lies or badminton oh I don't want to come from a place that you have thought upon unless they're interested ones so I'll admit to where I'm from I was born out of wedlock Bastard son, at my parents' wedding I cried a lot. Betty one years young, maybe it dawned the changes mistakes can cause. It's hilarious now, 23 years on. We're just beautiful people. We're just beautiful people. We're just beautiful, beautiful people One's beautiful world Thank you very much. Uh, I'm Ashley from That Old Quiet Lighthouse. That Old Quiet Lighthouse. Um, there's lots of windmills in our photos, so that's how you know. Uh, check out us on Instagram at That Old Quiet Lighthouse. Check us out on Facebook. We're on Facebook, That Old Quiet Lighthouse. Uh, don't go to Twitter. We're not there. Um, it's a waste of time. You can go to YouTube, though. We're there. There's a music video there. Not the best for parties. It's me. There's an elephant. I'm walking around. It's, uh, it's entertaining. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm any good as an actor, please DM me and let me know. Uh, Steven Spielberg. I'm, I'm, I'm about. Uh, and I, lastly, I want to say a massive, massive thank you to the Rack Rooms guys. You got your George. You got your... Brad, you got your James. Wonderful group of people. Very, very lovely. Uh, it's been really fun doing this. Um, check them out. Subscribe to them. Do all the online stuff. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you very much. Love to you all. Bye. Bye, man. Bye. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to episode five of the Kicking Back podcast. Uh, we just had some music from the delightful Ashley Garrett. I yeah. hope you all enjoyed it at home. Did you enjoy performing in our little studio? I loved it. I loved every second. It was truly wonderful. That's great, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for coming in. Well, and thank you uh, very much for mm. inviting me. So those tracks there, are they all on the new EP or? All bar the last one. The last one is a new tune. That'll be, that's first album stuff. Nice, man. I reckon. But the other two, they're, uh, one's a single, Juniper and Rye, and the other one is Horoscope which is a tune I did in collaboration with a certain violinist from Greece, Philippos Rosamanis, mm. who is also in Sylvette, if you know of Sylvette. The man, Philip. Mm. The myth, the legend, he's the witch. Beautiful man. <laughs> the, the witch? Yeah, he's a witch. You should he, bring him on. Uh, he's a witch? Yeah, he's a witch. Can you, a natural witch. 
Yeah. Can you so. ex- explain what you mean by he's I, a witch? I don't know an awful lot about witchery, but um, wait, is he he is actually a witch though. You yeah. mean that? No. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's pretty good at it. I, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. Uh, he taught me how to play. Do 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 do. You know, he is a, he is a witch. Though. I'm not. I'm not joking. Ask what does a witch what does a witch do? So like like he, he, like he has a cauldron? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can do incantations and stuff. No way. Yeah. Is that Wait, is it Hello, one two. Can you just open the camera down and please tell me on uh, uh what part of this man looks witchy? Uh I see. Uh, an awful lot. Uh, so uh, for people at home that don't know, the man at the front there. On the on the left, that's that's Philip that we're talking about, and that whole lot there is Sylvette, right? I, I would say we all look like witches in that job, mm. especially me. <laughs> yeah, you're like a sneaky witch. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm the witch you don't see coming. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie looks mad. He does. That's a good shot, man. Who who took those pictures? Excellent question. You don't know. Um, I was I was there for it. I th- yeah, when you're in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, no, I wish I could remember. You're wonderful, whoever did it. Mm. Oh. It's good picture, Mum. You're truly mm. wonderful. Don't hate me for forgetting your name. You're great. Now, I feel like we're getting slightly off topic here because you said that F- Phil was a witch yeah. and I still don't know what you mean. I think he, he is capable of witch-like powers. Uh-huh. Okay, so he has, like, not superpowers, but, like, Magic powers. I think he has access to a field of understanding of which I do not when it comes to like magic. This is so mysterious. It is so mysterious. I think there has to be an air of mystery to it. That's how magic works. Is that not what David Blaine said? But he's not a magician. He's a witch. He's not a magician. So he's not making it up. No, he's not making it up. Holy shit. So if we got him on the podcast, would he be able to do some magic tricks for us? (laughs) I don't think it's the kind of magic you want him to be doing. Oh, Oh, there he is. Yeah. Hello, Phil. Oh, isn't he a wonderful human? Mm. So, okay. Yeah. This is curious. This is very curious. So it's like dark, dark magic, maybe. But then I think there's there's a darkness to all things. Right, okay. Um, he could like just like, he's like tapping into like an energy or something. Right, yeah. right. I, I, th- I think so. But what, what, but what's he done? Like what, so what have you... I'll tell you. So Calpius, which is the latest Sylvette yeah, single. Yeah, great song. Um, it, thank you. It was written by philip and charlie and they use like tarot cards and and philip's understanding of like mysticism and, and that kind of that world and i think that's kind of an extension of of that although i do think there are witches in philip's family somewhere so i think it's kind of in, in his blood you'd have you'd have to ask him because the thing is i'm I, i'm very scared of, of magic he's a wonderful teddy bear he yeah. wouldn't hurt me um but he definitely could <laughs> so, so right, sorry. So where, where's he, where's he from then? He's from Greece. He's from Greece. Yeah. Okay. We I don't think we have witches in England anymore. I think we mm. we 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 burnt them all. Something mm. happened. Happened. We drowned them all, didn't we? Yeah, I don't even know if they were witches. This is. This was not how I expected this uh, second half to begin. No, I, no, I, I like it. I, I didn't realize it was going to go this way. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have researched about witches. <laughs> so. Would you say you're you're a believer in in a an, an extra something else going? Is, is there something else going on that I'm I'm on, that I'm not clocking onto here? Most of the time, I'm incredibly skeptical. Okay. However, I think there's an excitement to like believing that there's like an extra layer. Yeah. 
on top of of this world that we don't quite understand. And I think some people are just so so confident in it mm. and so like fluent <clears throat> in that kind of language that I think. Well, I mean, there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of years of other cultures believing yeah. in that. Yeah. It's like it's kind of hard mm. for me to fight that back with 23 years of knowledge, <laughs> of which. 15 years i was dumb as all hell so yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean um i would have to be incredibly egotistical to not at least respect that they're connecting with something um but i i do try yeah I try and fail yeah mm-hmm. what about you like i i would like to i think there's more than what we know at the end of the day we're all monkeys aren't we so <laughs> and, like, we, have, we haven't had we haven't that, had that long to like get a grip of no. What the hell's going on? And also, we're on this tiny, tiny little rock um, in in a vast, vast, mm. like, cosmos. endless cosmos yeah. of stuff. So, like, you know, what might not be possible here, perhaps, yeah. is possible elsewhere. I don't know, man. That's yeah. very true. And that's just our universe as well. Like, why why stop there? Just because And when we say our universe, that's as far as we can see. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And people are just like, well, that, that that that's as far as you can see. So that that's it. So it's probably not. It's got. I reckon there's a lot more, man. Oh. I reckon even what we see is tiny. I think it just keeps on going. Yeah. And also, like, it's crazy thought. There's so much. Like, I can't remember what the percentage of like of just like the ocean that we've not explored. And that's just like in our own. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's on our own little rock. <laughs> tiny rock. Man. Yeah, I think we're still finding species, <laughs> not like super commonly, but. Yeah. and we're still figuring out like bacteria on our own planet like mm, which exactly. is relevant now for obvious reasons but we're still a lot of truths within our own little bubble as, as you guys are really articulately saying um and i think it's exciting to explore alternative viewpoints yeah to, like mm. the standard one as to how to like move forward with our with our knowledge yeah but we have like an interesting little little muscle here this awesome brainy thing but um imagine like because it's like the uh, the smartest brain in this world so so far as we know like imagine something that can comprehend more than what we can comprehend because mm. we can only lift so much like our muscles have limits and so too does our brain and our intelligence understanding mm. must have like a limit even the most intelligent of our species so like imagine what intelligence is above what we can understand yeah there's like, like our mm. intelligence isn't there and yeah. then there's mm-hmm. Like George is a, like George is scared of trees. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of intelligence in that. <laughs> they kill a lot of people. But jo- George, can you? Hang on, George. Get, turn, your, turn your mic on, George, because <laughs> uh, I think you need to explain to people why you are scared of trees. Yeah, go on, George. I don't know, people. Are, can we? Can we hear you? Yeah. I can't hear you in the headphones. No. I think you might can be you muted, mate. No. Turn your mic on, bro. But George, have you, have you got it, mate? Hello. Hello. Oh, we can hear you now. Uh, right, welcome George. to the podcast, George. Excellent. Thank you very much. So, George, can you just explain to people at home what it is you're scared about trees? Right. Well, <laughs> where do you start with explaining how you're scared of trees? <laughs> you know, like where where's the good start point? I think just so maybe. like the whole idea of um, being alive to me is a concept I understand. Right? It's yeah. like what we are. It's what animals are. You know, they like, they have thoughts, you know? Yeah. Like, and I can comprehend that even if I don't know what their thoughts are, I can comprehend that they have them. Mm. Trees don't do that, you know? Trees don't think in the same way that, like, living things do. They don't, like, have a a thought, you know? Right. It's a different sense. I don't understand it. Right. You know? 
So <laughs> kind of like the fear of the unknown. <laughs> but also, why why just trees? What about yeah. every every other like form of plant life and bacteria? Trees, to be well, but trees are the thickest version. Yeah, of this, they're like right? the big boys. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, they're, and they're they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what scares you? About? <laughs> well, it's, well, you have to understand as well. We we kind of need them as well. To a point. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> we need them. I they've have, got I've they've got power them. over us. Yeah, man. Mm. Oh yeah, mm. well, I hope that's made you rethink your own perspective on trees. Um, <laughs> write in the comment section down below. What do you think about trees? Yeah, man. Let us let us know, people at home and people that are listening in the future. You know, find us on our social media yeah. at Rec Runes um, oh, yeah. and let us know mm. what you think about trees. I mean, I I love walking through the park and just looking at trees and just. I think they're amazing, man. I think they're the they most amazing. beautiful, like, because every single one is unique, and like, I always feel like they're like reaching towards the, the gods, you know? Yeah. There's something beautiful about that. Um, and they give us, they give us life, man. They give us the air that we breathe. And Bucket list. I want to climb a big tree and just look out from this big tree and be the king, king monkey, as, you know, as true, we man. all are. I want to be king. I want to be king of the swingers. I want to be the jungle VIP. Always have been. <laughs> I knew I'd get a Disney reference in there somewhere. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun and existential. What is this podcast called again? What's the podcast called? It's called the Kicking Back Podcast. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. Which is back. Exactly what we're doing, man. We're kicking back. So, would you say you were a spiritual person in a way? I probably not. For most of my life, I've been like. Well, I was a child for most of my life. But after that, I became like kind of a hardcore rationalist. Um, mm. Nihilism was mm. like something that I, I grabbed onto when I was in like college and teenage years, um, which isn't it, for me. Any, the way I interpreted it was kind of inherently not spiritual, it was like everything is kind of just the way it is. Mm. There's a kind of inherent cruelty to, to life and it's hard to find like the special and the magical in that. And I think as I started to connect with music, I found a different way of interpreting everything as meaningless mm. kind of as a, as a mantra and started to connect with that, like gigs on stage where you just feel connected to people in a way that you don't in any other situation. Yeah, It's like its own version of love to people who haven't experienced like playing music or that one beautiful moment, you know, I, the best I could compare it to is just like that moment where you connect with someone like your eyes meet and it's like what is this that's kind of the closest that i think i get to spirituality at the moment i think i'm quite stubborn Hmm. um i want to be like scientific i want analysts i want evidence you know Hmm. lest i believe something that is proved to be wrong um and have my whole worldview like yeah shifted um how how do you guys perceive these kind of things Um, spiritualism and all that do you want to go first Uh, yeah i'd I don't know. I I struggle to call it like spirituality. I de- I'm not like there's some um, like divine being. Some and he happens to be a dude with a beard, and he's like a control. Like that that side of things, I I struggle with. But um, I feel like there's something going on, man. I I like I, in terms of um, in terms of our evolution. So I don't think humans are fully evolved yet either. Okay. So. I think there's a long way to go. If if humans are fully evolved, if, if you think about like the state that humanity is in just at the moment and in general, then that's crazy, right? If that's like as far as we've gotten and that's it, it's like, 
what? Like everyone, like it's just these people are like addicted to smartphones, and everyone's incredibly insecure, and yeah. and a lot of the time, um, everyone's like filled with negative thoughts, and like it, it, there's this weird thing I, I think most people relate to. It. The only times come out in, like films and music, most people kind of feel inherently that like there's something wrong or something missing mm. a lot of the life, and if you could find this one thing, and it happens to be like a BMW. Or a nicer house than the guy that you used to know. Sure. That's your fulfillment, right? Yeah. But it never works. And it's such a strange thing, yeah. this idea. And then even in terms of like the the way we perceive time is really, really strange when you realize that you don't, you can't perceive time. You just perceive that the evidence of time. So time just leaves evidence that it was once there, right? Mm. So you see like a, a, like a dead flower or like fruit that's gone, just totally gone off. It's like... You can't perceive time happening. You you're only ever there with it as it happens, and then you just see the effects of it. Which again, all these kind of things are really weird because I think most people, you want to live in the past and in the future as well as the present. Like you want, so I'm always like going back to the past and like, why did I do this or why did this person do this to me? And I'm putting myself in the future. It, this this is gonna happen. It's gonna be great. This is gonna happen. It's gonna be terrible. But it's crazy because you end up missing so much of what's actually good about life, which is right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that's going to evolve. So I think, I don't think, I'm not saying like humans are, we're not going to like suddenly have three arms or something. Maybe we will in enough time. Who knows? (laughs) Like which way, or you know, our atmosphere changes, we end up having like huge goggly eyes or something in millions of years. No one knows, man. We don't even know whether we'll make it that far. Like, you know, God knows what's going to happen to it. But um, I'd be impressed. (laughs) It'd be cool. That's that's the funny thing, isn't it? Because then it's like, what are we, what are we all working towards and how much of it is, um, are you just living for your your own life? Everyone wants to have kids, and it's kind of like that's inherently something's going to live on through you, right? So that's kind of the some you admit that some some part of you wants to keep on living and carries on through your kids, like whatever that part is. I don't know what you call that. Um, but then, what what are we working for after that? I I feel like the whole thing is like sustainable um, civilization for everyone. Seems to be. Mm the thing and I feel like humanity's got to evolve further for that to happen yeah. it's crazy man we've got this one planet like you look at every other planet we can see they all look terrible would you want to live on like Mars really looks like but our planet's freaking but, awesome but David Bowie was so up for it yeah <laughs> yeah but that's David Bowie yeah David Bowie was wrong I'm afraid I don't know it's all, it's all, I think uh, take that back <laughs> take that back I think a lot of it is is getting past ego and the only reason I feel like that is because I feel like I've got like such a noticeably strong one. Like when I, especially in like as life slows down more and more, in ter- not in like the ego in terms of like, hey, I'm I'm the big I am whatever, but just like some part of me that has to comment on everything. Like it's not good enough, or like you were saying, they're like passing judgments on other people mm. before you've even met them. All these crazy things, and, and this kind of feeling like, um like you've not landed or you need more to before you're going to arrive i i i've got this sense that that feeling isn't right and mm. it, like it kind of landed every moment right and if you're like i'm going to get this and then i'm going to be happy or i'm going to achieve this and i'm going to be happy mm. that seems like a really strange outlook in life but i also kind of feel like that's the normal so this idea like i i i need this thing to feel fulfilled and cuz i'm i'm not enough but this and it always takes a place of like a better job than someone else or a yeah. better even like a better social status of people holding better regard than they hold other people and that could be because of your talent or your looks or whatever it is but 
I find all that stuff really interesting when you kind of break it down because it's like, what part of me is like going for that right now? Mm. And you realize it's always just a kind of insecure little voice in your head which just wants like more, 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 like make mm. me happy. It never ends up being happy, you know? Even when I feel like I've made it, if I've, I did the gig that went really well and everyone said, oh, that was amazing, whatever, that feeling of fulfillment, if, if I was going for that, like I needed it, that feeling lasts for like five minutes and it just disappears. And yeah. it's like, oh, now I need to do another one so people can tell me I'm amazing again. <laughs> so I could feel, it's like, fill me up, give me, you know. Yeah. And I, I just think like, all the while you end up missing a lot of the good things in life because you, if you focus too much on all mm. that other stuff. Yeah. And I think, I, I feel like humanity is destined for more. So people just becoming more fulfilled with like, being here is awesome, you mm. know, like, and then your life situation after that, it you know, obviously that goes either way, doesn't it? But just like kind of the simple joy of just being, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know whether you call that spirituality or whatever, but you know. I think yeah. it's your interpretation of, of the concept and there's definitely yeah. um, elements of it, you know, of your mm. version of spirituality within that uh, philosophy. Yeah. I think it, it would it would be nice to view that, you know, see in the future people taking the present as it is. And exactly. I, I think it's all, it, it always, it always yeah. starts with present and, and then not not making something like an enemy because um, you they seem to like, you, you turn someone else into a concept and it's like, they're a point of view that I disagree with now, and I did. But you might not even know, man. You might not even be listening to their viewpoint properly. Mm. And that's when you like look back and all the the crazy things that humanity has done. And I think that's kind of the root of it. Mm. Is this like the ability, especially when you have like a group of people, and you can all be right, and now they're all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like but you don't know each other, man. Like you're not even yeah. willing to talk about it. it it's um. I don't know. It's all, it's all like madness, isn't it? A lot of like the history of humans, which is why I think like we've got to be destined for more yeah. <laughs> in terms of moving forward. But um, yeah, you know, I guess it's all essential as well. You know, it's, it's all like, uh, it's all part of the process, isn't it? It's all yeah. part of life. So I think we've evolved to the point where we now have a choice. Like I think most mm. creatures in evolution as, as the concept don't really have the choice of what's going on. They're just following um, these evolutionary mandates that just exist genetically mm -hmm. that allow them to exist as things. Yeah. Um, and we're, we are past that now. Like we have free will and one who follows religion would, would view that in, in a godly way or a spiritual way. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we can view it however we choose to view it. Um, and then it's up to each individual's choice and each individual's life impacts a load of other individuals, yeah. which is where I find comfort when I think like, how does one change the world? Like a lot of what you said is, trying to make things better with with other people and like a lot of uh, retrospective introspective mm, you stuff. start with yourself yeah yeah and that's exactly, exactly where where you do and that's where i find my comfort when i'm struggling with the way things are and with the harsh realities and all that kind of stuff and i think that's where it all comes back to music for me mm. um that's where all of my emotional maturation kind yeah. of comes from um, you, getting that yeah. stuff out there and knowing that i can play a song and like um like one, one of the best experiences I've ever had with music is uh, one of the Ollie West and the Wildflowers songs, Home. We did a music video for it. Right. And we got a message from someone who just said, you know, um, I, I'm this person who's been having this really difficult time. And me and the person who's been having this difficult time have been struggling to communicate. And we listened to this song and we cried together and we it helped us work through it. Like, you know, not like, ha -ha, you know, correct, we've, we've cured this problem. Mm, but yeah. as in here's just a little piece of something that you can choose mm. to help you with whatever's going on. And, you know, we're not here selling 
uh, mm. snake oil in a bottle. We're yeah. just making something that means something to us. And it may well help you in the same way that like whatever music has helped you individually and you individually and, and me in the mm. way that it has done to get to this point. And I think seeing that was just like, I can, you know, I can do something good without yeah. mm-hmm. having a microphone and a Twitter account, which is good because <laughs> I, I don't want a Twitter account. <laughs> I don't want a Twitter account, man. And, you know, I mean, I have a microphone now, but yeah. I wouldn't, you know, don't give me yeah. one 24-7. Uh, <laughs> right, what, what is it about music, man? I'd, I'd still can't believe how much I love it. I, I'd so, like, I'd honestly, I need to pinch yourself and be like, just, I feel so lucky because it's just this thing it's not free. Like, I'd obviously, you have to have, like, some way of accessing it. But after that, it's just, like, endless joy, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's just, like, this connection with life. Um, and you can't, you almost can't really choose it, can you? It's just, like, something that mm. is just, like, a, a gift, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just a gift. <laughs> it's true, though, man. It's so corny, but it's just, yeah. like... Uh, it's just like you, you're born and you're experiencing it the first time you hear it, you're like, what the hell is that? Like, yeah. I love this stuff. And then you can just spend the rest of your life sharing that. So that that's the the absolute, like, purpose. I feel. And then, again, the cl- closest thing to spirituality is, like, there's got to be a purpose to everything in, in some way. And my, I feel like my purpose is sharing music right. and getting to the point where, like, I can make people feel the same way by, by sharing music that I feel from listening to certain musicians or whatever. That's, you know, yeah. what more do you want? I, I mean, yeah. it's a beautiful, there's a beautiful simplicity in it. And I mm-hmm. think it, it emanates to every element of like your life. It's not super monochrome. It's like, it can be in all these different things. It can impact the way you feel about people and, you know, your experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had an interesting conversation with my neighbor the other day. And they were saying that like, they were speaking to their younger um, family members mm. who said that they've never listened to albums before and get this right they're in their teens they're like 14 15 and mm. like i don't know about you guys at home but when i look back to my teenage years it's like without albums there's a big gap you know there's a coloring yeah, book full of no color yeah. Yeah. just like where's the purple broken pens at mcdonald's like get in there <laughs> stab it um, <laughs> I, I like maybe i can open this to the floor but like <laughs> albums yeah. being a teenager like figuring out who you are figuring out what the world is oh, like. a beautiful thing man it's a big it's a big it's right big listen to the poison by bullet for Valentine. i don't know they've ever went down that way <laughs> that whole album just be like i freaking love this yeah is that your teenage album uh that's one of, uh, it's marked by time so yeah. uh, and in school it was like phases wasn't it so you have like yeah. you know so I'd, i went from like being an emo to being a mosher which was pretty Controversial, whatever that means. See, I would just assume it's so either, funny, like, isn't it? That is funny though. Yeah. You guys see it so differently. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's uh, I, my school was like you, you had those guys, and you had the guys who listened to um, who's the, who's your band with Daffy? Oh, and Dubs. <laughs> I know the one. Yeah. <laughs> was that you? I'm not saying that. I, <laughs> to Dubs, I would by never the way. have got that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. chance. Is that you? It's funny. You must have the same thing with like albums and and certain bands like marking mm. marking your sort of yeah i, I definitely yeah because obviously uh, when you're a teenager it's such a, a turbulent time anyway yeah. um like my emotions were like yeah. mm-hmm. you know i've yeah, never yeah. felt anything like it it's like skyrocketing all over the place and those albums those particular things were like they're just like grounding points like the amount of times that i would just like spend just lying on the floor headphones on and just like stick on i don't know like bon Iver or system of a down or yeah. like mm. do you know what i mean and yeah, it was I just do. like 
because you were so angsty and, and people didn't that. understand you yeah. and that was yeah. like a, a point of yeah. um, centering, I guess, yeah. in a way. Um, but the more, I like, the more I think about it, like music's kind of, it always brings you back into um, like presence, I guess. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, and that's where you kind of find pure joy, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess that's kind of what the music is there for that's I guess in a way that's why we all enjoy it because it's just brings you into the present moment and the amount of times that you can just stick an album on and then not even think about anything yeah yeah and it's like oh, yeah. you know mm. the quiet the wee quiet hours of the morning just beautiful. like it's beautiful it is yeah I think that's also why we started talking about music again after starting this conversation talking about witches. I always find like the second half of these podcasts like the, the topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Honestly. Anyone's game. It's good though, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Music's a, it's a powerful thing, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why we're here doing this yeah. in yeah. a way, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it's a celebration. Brought all of us together. The celebration of humanity. Yes. Yeah, man. Um, what the hell do we talk about now? <laughs> I feel like we, we, we really went in deep. Then, we? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's good. Um, I feel like I need to be, like, restrained. Because like, I've I spent a lot of time, man. Like, obviously, lockdown, when your life kind of gets flipped and down, I spent a lot of time just thinking, what's it all about? It's such a good question, isn't it? Like, what's it really all about? Yeah. Um, so I feel like when I get the, the opportunity to like talk about it openly, like everything that I've been thinking about, which is, I, I do honestly think about it all the time. Like every night I'll just kind of run around this stuff, just trying to get a grip on it all. Cause no one really knows. That's a really funny thing about yeah. it as well. Cause it, I think every single life is such a, like an equally important, but also like tiny, tiny drop in, in terms of like what's like the, the ultimate picture. And you know, no one knows what the ultimate picture is, but um, it's, it's a great thing to think about isn't it it's yeah. a really really interesting thing to think about and I I don't think there's any kind of divine plan or anything like that I I, I, no. I disagree with that and I, I definitely don't think it's like I don't think this life is some shot at, shot at the afterlife you know so sure. be be really good now yeah. so that you get your, like, your free pass and everything like, sure sure yeah you know, I'm not buying that yeah it's funny that you reference like everyone has their own purpose though which to mm. me suggests like there is an, is an understanding that there might be like a, a greater power or like a plan that isn't a plan, you know, because we think of a plan as like, I love it when a plan comes together. Oh, that was like, yeah, as if it's ever going to be done or something. Yeah, exactly. It's, but it's so much more uh, complicated if, if it were to be a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. This is all talking in hypotheticals. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that like your lockdown experience has been that. Mm. Whereas mine has been like kind of the absolute opposite, which is I've learned how to appreciate the absolute, like really simple kind of small talk almost because like mm. when I'm, I'm i'm at work i'll be talking to like people who i can't necessarily connect with yeah. the way that i'm used to connecting with people like talking about existentialism nihilism and <laughs> the depth of music and all this kind of stuff yeah. um and to be honest even like talking to to like my family that's something that isn't always the easiest thing that comes to but obviously when i'm at work it's i have to learn how to um kind of like but my weird square shaped human body into this triangle hole and like i can do it and it, it does work um but you learn how to like you know i don't have to sound smart all the time i don't have to like i don't have to put these pressures on myself they're mm. like this is what ashley is he's these five things and if i don't hit those five marks ashley doesn't exist and instead i am you know paul 
but when I'm there, I'm just like, just enjoy the small moments you have, this weird thing that you're joking about that doesn't matter at all. But it's like, yeah. actually it does because she's loving it and you're loving it. This weird thing, this really small moment that to me, you know, a few years ago felt kind of, that felt like it didn't matter. But yeah. mm-hmm. in different contexts, those small things can matter. Like the, just connecting with someone over anything can be a joke about something that doesn't actually make any sense or just talking about the weather. But I've actually kind mm-hmm. of learned over the last seven months to really appreciate just finding a way into someone's soul just through mm-hmm. through that, just just through um, conversation about anything. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that I, I love that man. With a certain group of people, the the conversation stops mattering, man. <laughs> you talk, yeah. you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> they could be talking about stuff that's not, but it's it's everything that it's almost like everything you're not talking about, or like yeah. uh, everything about the body language and or just like the presence like that that is like center stage, isn't it? Yeah. And I, when you, when I think when everyone knows that, even if like. You, and obviously, you don't say it. You don't say it, guys. Everyone feeling that right now. But it's true. It's like an unspoken yeah. thing, though, isn't it? At the same token, yeah. and yeah, I I agree with you. And learn to appreciate that as well, and not take that for granted. Know that significant, especially in your situation, man. Like the the um the work that you do, because it is going to be challenging, isn't it? It's going to be so challenging. But yeah. um, the difference that you're making just by being there is insane, isn't it? I I think I draw all of like who I am from, from music, the time I've spent like supporting people to create it. And I mm. think that's one of the most beautiful things about it is that it's collaborative. Like one of, in my opinion, one of like the most collaborative art forms. Um, come at me, filmmakers. <laughs> what <laughs> like, did you say? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 the screen. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love bigging up music. I think it's, a beautiful beautiful thing and everything about me that is good i more or less draw to it other than my facial hair nothing to do with it um <laughs> <laughs> oh my god someone needs to teach me how to talk on these things i just keep thinking about myself jumping through this screen right now. <laughs> i keep like looking at i keep like looking at myself and i'm like that would be really funny wouldn't it would it? Be <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting to break the fourth wall so many times, but it's so much fun. I see why people do it. Yeah, man. Yeah. All the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's say we're on a desert island. Um, yeah. Because that would, for some people, that would be preferable right now. Mm-hmm. And let's say that in this in this scenario, you yeah. have a Sony CD player with enough battery to play an entire album. Say, let's say for 24 hours, because we're, we're in hypothetical <clears throat> land, right? Okay, go so on. Fine. And that'll last you long enough until... Um, until Madagascar, the 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 film comes and finds you and gets you off the the island. Okay. So what are we bringing? So we've got one album. We've got just the one album. One album like, and it's one album. We've got we're there for twenty four hours. You're there for twenty four hours. Okay. However, you can listen to that album translated into a different language oh, by geez. a celebrity of your choice. Wow. They, they don't have to be able to speak that language. <laughs> wait, wait. So the celebrity's got like. Sing all the parts. Yeah. Oh, so it could be like a it could be like a fictitious a album, one. basically. Yeah. Yeah. This is most interesting. Right, Wait, okay. can we have the original as well, or do we yeah. have to have it? No, all no, right. you can have the, you can have the original. So we can have both. But you only get three plays of the original, <laughs> and, then, and then you have to listen to the translated one. But it, does it have to be translated to a different language? Yeah, could it just could be it just... a different person? It can, be, it can be a different person. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah! All right, let me have a good thing. Okay, this. I know who I would have as my translator. Okay, I would have Michael Bolton as my. my translator. <laughs> Why am I not? surprise <laughs> <laughs> i feel like everyone knows yeah. how much i love him now um <sighs> but what album <laughs> what album that's it this is a really good question that's 
Do you have <laughs> Do you have an answer for this, or do this just? I'm gonna have come to say, out? give me thirty seconds. Yeah, so I definitely say Michael Bolton. Uh, oh, what would be really funny? I think it's got to be something that would be priceless. You know what I mean? Like really, just yeah. make me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Especially if I really get three listens of it. All right, I got mine. Go on. Let's have it. Um, Origin of Symmetry, but done by Randy Newman. Uh, what's Origin of Symmetry? <laughs> it's by Muse. Oh, oh right, that one. <laughs> Done by Randy. Oh, so just imagine, like, I'm going to win yeah. and I'll never lose, but it's by Randy Newman. I, I oh, like, like that one. one. I think it'll be I, fun. Not yeah. that that's, it's not off Origin of Symmetry, but. And we're know. saying that the instrumentation, all the productions, it's basically like they've just taken the, the vocal track out and yeah. they've just inserted Randy Newman on top. Yeah. I've, that's fucking awesome yeah, that, okay. that would entertain me for like 23 hours <laughs> exactly. at least and then, and then you've got the original to this exactly well, yes, so you can enjoy I, that and I then... planned this hypothetical <laughs> I didn't I like that man I like that a lot Matt have you yeah I'm, I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying for a mix <laughs> I can't hear you George come on God, come on God speak to us from one high no I still can't hear you mate oh, no, they're not just like Hello. Hi, mate. Hey. There we go. Hi, George. Uh, so I had I had an idea for this one. Go on. Uh, I was thinking Michael McDonald. Yeah. And uh, straight out of Compton. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! That was so good. Oh my god. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I can't imagine. That. I don't think I want I, to imagine. I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wrong. That's so wrong. Yeah. That's so right. George, that's great. That man. is top. I well think. done. Can can someone play a sound effect like the? Woo! I'll insert it in the evidence notes myself That's... for later on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd, yeah, I was, I was trying just something yeah. really like left field. So I was thinking um, Usher sings Bonavere's self-titled album. Oh damn it! You t- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can say Usher as well. No, no. <laughs> That's just just for like it. a just trying to put those two together and just mm. see like how it because I can't. I can't see it working, but I think it would be pretty. It would be pretty funny though. Just to, I think you'd yeah. hear how much he's struggling to understand what he's trying to do, <laughs> which would be great. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want to so hear. I feel like <laughs> I'm not struggle. sure. Yeah. I don't think he, like I don't think he's ever tried to do something like that, or I don't think he's probably never like listened. He might have listened to us. Who knows? But maybe. Or you know what I mean? Just yeah. like take just two things that are here. I, I'm quite interested by that. Just getting things that you never, just, ever, yeah, just yeah. like let them come. <laughs> Come together. We do that with segues all the time, man. You just pick two songs that should not ever, ever. go together, <laughs> and then you turn on Spotify's thirty second um, auto fade oh, thing. Legit. So you just like get these two songs and you just <laughs> and bring them together. It's so funny. honestly, man, yeah. the yeah. results are absolutely priceless. <laughs> yeah. If you ever bored on an afternoon, yeah. well, just do that, I've man. still got mine on now, just for the because <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's like going to come up next on like shuffle or whatever. Do you know what I mean? You just and it's like the next song just kind of comes in like a train. I, like, I love um, you get I will always love you by Whitney Houston, and you segue that thirty second auto fade into Me and My Monkey by Robbie Williams. Mm. Have you ever heard that tune? No. That- <laughs> Honestly, man. <laughs> do it. Yeah, Go home. Do it. Right. do it. I got some homework. <laughs> guys, seriously. I'm gonna go with Michael Bolton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's just gone. Are you joking me? I literally had the album in my head right then, and it just went. Michael Bolton sings. <sighs> what was it? Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah. Michael Bolton singing Jeff Buckley's Grace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because 
That could work. I think it could work. <laughs> and I think it would be almost good. Do you know what I mean? I think it would be on the brink of being like, like you know when something's like so bad it's good, it, I think it would be somewhere in the middle where it's mm. like in this weird kind of like strange... Yeah. I think that would be awesome. That's I'd, I'd, so 23 hours, you would get to the conclusion of whether it's bad or good though. Yeah, exactly. Would that ruin the, the fun? Because I don't think I'd figure out whether Randy Newman's singing like um, oh. hyst- Hysterias of Absolution. What is from... What is from Origin of Symmetry? I'm trying to think of a song from Origin of Symmetry. I, I'm not really, I don't, I'm not yeah, clued up on the old mu- muse. I haven't listened to him in five years, which is why I'm happy. Plug in baby. Oh no. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you. Oh my God. Jesus. So, um, Randy Newman singing Plug in Baby. I'll always know what that is. Yeah. I uh, can I ask a question? Please. Um, so once we leave this hypothetical island. Okay. Does this piece of music continue to exist, or is that it? It was all a dream. It was all a dream. <laughs> you used to read Wired Up magazine, unfortunately. And no one, <laughs> yeah. no one will believe. Just, but we would all spend the rest of... The problem with this island is obviously, like, it's fantasy island, the best island you can ever live on. Mm. But when we come back off it, no one ever believes that that existed. And oh. we spend the rest of our lives trying to prove it. But you heard it so clearly as well. It'll haunt your dreams. God damn Gosh, that was a fantastic question. Thank you. Question. <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's got me thinking now. Because <laughs> I always said, I always said to myself, if I make a shitload of money, which of course I will, because mm-hmm. I'm building an empire. <laughs> Hooray for capitalism! Don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that I would like pick, um, basically pay Michael Bolton, and just pick an album of like basically like a compilation of album of songs that he could record for me just sure. so i could just have just just for myself okay <laughs> you know i thought about it a lot yeah everyone has that like what would you do with the lottery winnings and yours is is that mm. which is I, I mean it's a it would be most of it i'm, I'm not surely. saying like let's say i won the lottery that's not like my first <laughs> this is like let's say i've won like i don't know five lotteries yeah because this would be one lottery worth surely yeah definitely mm-hmm. Although, I don't know, I mean, Michael's not doing so well these days. So we might be able to <laughs> talk him down on the old price. <laughs> well, you, you're the biggest savvy businessman bargain hunter that we've got on this table. Yeah, man. I think I could talk him down yeah. to like a cool half mil. <laughs> and then Great. spend the other half mil promoting it. And then you, it pays for itself. Oh, you're going to sell it? I th- uh, you're you're going to actually market it? Yeah, I think so. Because I think it would spread a lot of joy. To a lot of people. De- it depends on what songs you choose. <laughs> if you choose straight out of Compton, no, it won't. Nah, I, I, I'm saying like a, like a, a compilation album, so an, a, an eclectic mix, you know? Like mm-hmm. maybe some ABBA, maybe some... You, you had me at ABBA. <laughs> you I'm, ABBA. I'm all in. I'm putting my chips in all in. George doesn't like ABBA. George hates ABBA. ABBA really... Like Mar- Marmite... I, I love them. Like I absolutely love it. I used to I, I mean, used to hate them because I thought it was cool to hate them. Do you oh, know what I mean? Sure, sure. Because no one wants to be like a a twenty year old dude and be like, yeah, well, I like a bit of Abba. I was, <laughs> I wasn't secure enough in myself at that right. age. To, I mean, to really being a twenty year old dude, it's not the easiest thing. No, but you but, definitely don't mm. want to be burdening yourself. Listening to Abba helps you be a twenty year old dude a bit more. Deep down, freeing, man. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first function gig I ever played in Abba Tune on. And it, it was freeing because it was just fun as hell. It was so much fun. It's one of those function tunes that just like buzzes everyone. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, man. It's it, beautiful music. It's wonderful. 
Um, yeah, I remember a car journey I had down south with um, the old violinist of Sylvette. And we literally listened to ABBA, like the ABBA album. We listened oh, yeah. to, I want to say, Kylie Minogue and the Spice Girls. Mm. And it was it was a wonderful experience, honestly. You know, you let you let go of all your judgments. Yeah, you know what? I'm, that's a very good point. And so let's touch on that. Um, Please do. I'm, I hope that we've all got to this point now. Um, the people at home, we all went to music college. Mm. Um, and that can have quite a, a serious effect on your uh, perception of the music or your taste in music. Um, and yeah, stuff like that, like cheesy pop stuff. A few years ago, I'd be like, no, that's not that's not cool. That's not like, you know, it's not good enough. It's like, yeah. I hope that we've all got past that point of mm-hmm. it's music that. needing to be something for it to be acceptable. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because I, I love that stuff now, man. Like, listen to like, Remember when we had a bit, we had like a boy band phase. Remember when we listened to like yeah. Blue yeah. and like, uh, yeah. Those are blue it was fucking awesome, man. <laughs> Honestly, so much fun. And it's just like, this is great music. You know, it's, I can't believe I was like that. I feel like I've missed out on a, a big chunk of mm. good quality, but fun time. The weird, thing, <laughs> the weird thing is like deep down, you just, you still know you love it, man. Even that, that time when you were trying to tell yourself you hated it or like it didn't, it didn't have a purpose or whatever. Yeah. There was always part of it was like, nah, it was pretty catchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah you lying to yourself, aren't yeah, you? Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd tried to say strong. There was like, I was still put on Usher every now and again. I was trying to like, sneak it on so that everyone noticed. So it's like, like snarky puppy. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, all the crazy stuff and then just like, just a bit of boys own. <laughs> just see what happens. It's oh, good. Yeah. It's like, a lot of that stuff. It ends up being really, really well written. Like, and all like Ariana Grande and all that stuff at the moment. It's it's kind of, and Katy Perry. Oh my God, man. A lot of her like hit stuff. Was it um, Teenage Dreams of the album or California Girls or whatever you call that? Is it California? The album with all those hits. Yeah, would have been. It's so good. It's like so well written, well produced, um, just catchy as hell. And and is like, why would people be like? I mean, hey, if you want, obviously you don't have to like it, but Mm. I definitely think there's a lot of people out there who kind of turn their nose up, but then problems like, here's a tune. Great, man. <laughs> if you had, do you have like a uh, a guilty pleasure? So then, do you know what I mean? Something that you're like, I really shouldn't like this. Is this like God, a song or a? Do that is that's a tough question to answer. To be honest, I I do have a guilty pleasure. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of a genre, you know, like the stereotypical like American kind of post punk thing, yeah. where they're just like playing really bait riffs. And they're just singing like, right, so th- this is the song, right? I Miss You by Blink-182. I love that song it's, so it's much. It's beautiful, right? But it's yeah. just so memeable, for, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, and like, if if I were to feel guilty about a pleasure that that I have, I would say that's prob- probably it. You know, and, and it's great, like, and I love that kind of stuff. But like, it is also like super, you could like, you can, you can laugh about it. And I often do, like, mm. literally, it's just so edgy. But it's great. Like I, yeah. it's really, really great. It's really well done. I wish I could get away with you know writing. You can't. Hello there, shadow from my nightmare. But I, I can't. No, but I don't we're here to tell you, you can't. You can't if you want. Thank, to. I'm Ash, so glad I can. You can do anything you put your mind to, man. And we'll be there the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Or Adam's song, um, yeah. like first day. Oh, is it yeah. al- always? Is that? Yeah, d- always is one. Yeah. Always um, is one. Oh man. 
so many beautiful tunes. There's a band that, my, so my uh, mate Richard from back home, yeah. he used to love them. And almost because he loved them so much and tried to like ram it down my throat when I was a teenager, I like turned away from it. I was like, no, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just denying myself these great, great fucking tunes, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you're advocating so like vehemently for something, like you got you to gotta be aware that like you can turn people off. Like you got to let yeah. people in to the experience and let so, them like or dislike it not to like get your postage stamp or and just putting your opinion yeah, on man. someone's face you know let them, let them do it themselves just and they'll find it they'll yeah. figure you out got, you gotta do that man i love doing that with like man just showing it to people yeah. like maybe one song by someone and just sort of just gonna leave this don't say don't even say anything afterwards <laughs> just let, let, let the moment yeah. pass yeah. and then just do it again a few yeah. days later. yeah exactly <laughs> anyone any take it's great though isn't it it's just like dealing out music yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i see i'm yeah. i've got this idea of like all that kind of blink 182 and all that what, what would you call it, like post punk uh, i mean like blink 182 definitely pop punk in the day but yeah, like the yeah. stuff that like came after it like super mm. edgy trying to be darker than them i would mm. i would call it post punk but maybe someone would someone yeah. with a bigger beard than me would disagree <laughs> 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 i don't know i mean who who can who can even define genres anymore yeah it's um, stupid, really, but it's a, it's a necessary evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. because when you're uploading music on Spotify, it's like, tell me your genre. I'm like, I wish I could. Mm. Yeah. Don't put me in a box, please. Don't put a label on me, sir. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. That's true. Man, crazy times. Crazy times. <laughs> Aren't they? You know what? I think I think we should, we should park it there, man. Sounds great. Well, I've had a, a wonderful time. Thank yeah. you so much for having um, me. No, thank you, One man. more you. question for you, please, Ash. Um, if you could sum this podcast up in three words, what would it be? Worth every second. Oh, do you sweetheart? Stop it. What about you, Matthew? Um, oh man, I can't compete with that man. The guys are worth it. So good. I know. That's so concise. That's like by far the quickest That's and so quick, best man. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done, mate. Ash was better. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with um, we need James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, George. George and Alex, you've done a they really tried. fantastic job. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you guys saying? I missed that. Oh uh, no, we're just no, saying we're, we're just saying yeah. you've done a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful job. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you very much for watching the podcast or listening. Perhaps you're listening in the future. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, please, if you liked what you heard slash saw, follow us on our Rec Rooms uh, Facebook. We've got YouTube. We're on all the podcast apps now. So please follow us on there. It really helps us out. We're going to be having uh, Nathan Carroll on. Awesome. Next week. I'll be tuning oh, in. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ash, for people that want to check out your music and all the many, many projects that you're in, please direct them to the interwebs. Where do they need to go, Ash? Okay. Get your keyboards out. There we go. Um, so, uh, That Old Quiet Lighthouse. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spaddle, Spaddle Music, Apple Music, and Spotify. <laughs> Spaddle. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, um, YouTube. Uh, Sylvette is a band I'm in S-Y-L-V-E-T-T-E we're on the same stuff YouTube, Facebook, Twitter this time um, Apple Music, Spotify Ollie West and the Wildflowers again, same stuff um, 
type in Ashley Garrett base, see what comes up. It might it might be worthwhile, probably not. And most importantly of all, make sure you subscribe to these guys. Everyone here is a wonderful, wonderful human being. This has been such a laugh in a oh. difficult time. So, you know, let's just have some fun and listen to some yeah. guys chat some chat some shit. Chat some shit, man. Yeah, man. And so chat shit we have as, oh my God. as we have. Excellent shit. <laughs> Some of the best shit I ever fucking heard. <laughs> right. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, join us again next week and um, have a fantastic day, evening, whatever the hell you're doing. And we'll see you all soon. Goodbye. <laughs> thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to catch up on new episodes every week. Also, check us out on our Facebook and Instagram at Rec Rooms where you can find out about our other exciting music series. We also have this and all our other episodes of the podcast up on our Rec Rooms YouTube channel for your viewing pleasure. See you next time.